This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to In for Life, the podcast. This is episode 239 called Sarah Schaefer. This podcast is sponsored by Receptiva DX. Receptiva DX is a powerful test that has helped thousands of women who have experienced recurrent pregnancy loss or IVF failure. The test helps detect inflammatory conditions of the uterus that might be preventing you from becoming pregnant or staying pregnant. The most common underlying condition of a positive Receptiva DX test is endometriosis with or without symptoms. If you or someone you know has struggled with IVF, Receptiva DX may give you the answer and treatment protocols that you're looking for. Talk with your doctor about Receptiva DX because the journey is so worth it. Plus, guys, Infertile AF listeners are getting $75 off the Receptiva DX test. So all you have to do is go to ReceptivaDX.com or download the app Receptiva DX, use code InfertileAF23, and you'll get $75 off. Thanks, Receptiva DX. All right. So today I am talking to a beauty boss. Her name is Sarah Schaefer, and she is the founder of Milk Made Skin, which you guys is one of my favorite new beauty products. I actually just re-upped on their gel cleanser, which I'm obsessed with, and we will talk about that in the episode. But mostly we're going to talk about Sarah's fertility journey. So she is an IVF mama. I'm going to let her get into all the details, but I just want to thank her. And without further ado, this is Sarah's infertility story. Okay. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to talk to you about this. We have been working together a little bit with Milkmaid Skin, which is your skincare line. Yes. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's start way before that, way before you had the line, your family building journey. Did you always want to be a mom? Yeah, I think so. I think I always thought, you know, I always thought it would be easy. (laughs) Yeah. I always wanted be a mom. You know, there were times in my life, look in my early twenties where, you know, that I wasn't even thinking about it or thinking about that. It could actually be a struggle. I was enjoying myself, but yeah, ultimately I had a great childhood. You know, my parents were awesome and, you know, I wanted to be a mom. Definitely. Okay. So when did you meet your husband? 
So this is a funny story. <laughs> so Zach and I actually went to high school together. We did not date in high school. Zach was, you know, the big popular jock. He was the, you know, captain of the soccer team. I dated one guy all through high school, very conservative, but he was friends with my older brother. And so he would always just sort of pop pop in and appear in our house and uh you know it just always you know Sarah what's up what are you doing and we had classes together so we were friends um so there was this always like flirting going on but nothing ever happened until we both were finally single after college and he called the house one day and said hey you want to go get drinks and it wasn't weird for that to happen. So I truly thought nothing of it. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go grab some drinks. Mm -hmm. And we did. And things changed that night. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we were maybe 23, 24 when we first started dating. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. We've been together over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, married for almost 15 though. Yeah. It's so good when you feel, when you have that friendship in place first, I feel like. Well, I knew what you I was getting into, right? Like I knew who he was. Yeah. There was no mystery there. I'd known him for years. Um, so yeah, so definitely that's that's how it all came to fruition. Okay. So then when did you guys start talking about you know what your family was going to look like um, or when you guys, you know, what you wanted in terms yeah, of children? So I got we got married when I we were 29, 30 years old. You know, and I was I've always been very career oriented. I have always loved to work. I'm good at working. And so I didn't want to have a family right away. I I really wanted to start to build my career, you know, and I was in, I, I liked what I was doing and I, I didn't want to, it's silly to say that I thought it might hinder that, but I did. And so we talked about like, let's, let's get our feet on the ground. Let's make a little money for a couple years. And then, you know, let's, have sex and, you know, have a, have a baby. And that didn't work out. <laughs> okay. What happened? Right. Right. So, I mean, I truly thought it was that simple. I really, I really, really did. You know, yeah, I same. back now and I'm like, oh my God, you know, we just, I will we both were like, all right, you know, we're now like 31, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's see. You know, people say it could take a couple of tries to have a family. And sure enough, it took a lot of tries. Um, you know, we we tried for six months, nothing was happening. And, you know, at that point, everyone's like, you have to wait a year to go to a fertility clinic. And so a few of my friends had gone already and, you know, were on Clomid and they're like, oh, just you're, it's probably, you're not ovulating. Just like, go see them. They'll throw you on some Clomid. Go, go do that. And so we did, and I did go on Clomid. Did you um, wait the year though? No, I really okay. didn't. I'm very, That's my tip to people is you don't have to wait a year. You don't have to wait. And I'm an impatient person by nature. So yeah. I was, mm -mm. like, if I want something, I really, I just go and I'm like, I, I find a way to get it. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, all right, well, let's try Clomid. Let's try a bunch of IUIs. And so we did that for a couple of years. No, maybe a really? year. Year. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a couple years. It was only a year because I did have a low AMH. So we knew my egg reserve was low. And so after a few failed IUIs, they were like, you're going to have to do IVF. And so what I was, what, 31, maybe turning 32. Um, okay. But we had no money. So yeah. I was like just heartbroken, heartbroken. Right. Because when you first hear the news, it's so. Oh, I don't even know what the word is. Like, I I just felt like I kind of crashed. I was like, the news, what? what, that you needed to do IVF or just the yeah. news that it's not, okay. Yeah. Because it was, you know, like I'm 40, 
before now, like that mm-hmm. was quite a, some time ago. And there's so much more like research and this kind of stuff out there available now, which I think is amazing. But back then, I hate even saying back then. Kind of I know, like, back in the day. Totally dating myself. <laughs> there wasn't a lot, only that it's like, it wasn't really talked about. It was this huge thing. It costs all this money. Oh my God. You know, and people didn't really want to talk about it. And so we figured out a way, you know, we're like, all right, let's do this. We did an IVF, you know, unfortunately it failed. We did another IVF that failed, you know, and I was getting really upset. We even went back to IUIs because like the funds weren't there to keep going with these IVFs. And, and, you know, at that point I wasn't also happy with the fertility clinic I was at. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important for people going into it to really love where they're at and to feel like you're heard and to feel like you are not just a number walking into that clinic. Cause that's really how I felt. You did. Um, I did. Yeah. How I did really, you choose your clinic? It was just a popular one where I live and, okay. most, you know, unfortunately it has a great name and people go there and look, I've had friends go there and get pregnant and that's great. But I was a more right. intricate case and they really couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. And that was the answer. And so that wasn't going to be good enough. Cause I was like, okay, this is like wearing on me, my marriage, my body, my mind, like everything. So ultimately we ended up switching to shady Grove fertility. Okay. Uh, where, where do you live again? I'm in right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So we found Shady Grove, found a great doctor and I just connected with him. His name is Dr. Sasson. Um, I just felt an immediate connection with him, which was Mm -hmm. great, you know? And so we decided to dive in again, did IVF, it failed again. (laughs) Can you tell me about, sorry to interrupt, but you know, I'd love to hear what was going on with you, like mentally, you know, this is so, like you mentioned, it's so, so hard. And how were you guys doing as a couple too? Because I talk a lot about how it affected my relationship and my marriage and all that. It does. I mean, from the outside, I looked just like this and you would never know anything was wrong. On the inside, I was crumbling, crying, angry, you know, taking it out on Zach, taking it out on anybody that did know what was going on with me. But then, you know, in the public eye, I going to work, you would never know anything was wrong. Anybody that would just meet me. I really didn't talk about it. I just didn't Mm -hmm. want, I don't know why. I mean, with some people I did, I guess I just like, if I felt like if I let myself fall apart, I would. And there were times like I learned just fall apart. Like it's okay. Just, Mm -hmm. fall. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the hardest thing was everyone around me was having babies and getting pregnant and it became even harder for my friends to call me and tell me that they were expecting and they were Mm -hmm. afraid to do that. And that was a huge, I think, awakening for me. And, you know, I finally just said to them, like, please, like, don't shut me out just because this isn't happening for me. Cause that was hurting me more that, I mean, we weren't getting invited to like little kid parties with all of our friends Mm -hmm. because I think people felt bad for us. And I was like, that hurts more. We're just being excluded. Like, I'll decide if I can come and if I can do it. And and I did, I, cause it, for a while, we really didn't know if this was going to happen for us. And so I was like, well, I at least want to be surrounded by all my friends, kids and love them like they're my own and spoil them and, and do that whole thing, especially even with my nieces and nephews. So it was, it's really, it's hard, you know, yes. and it, it's hard 
you're, I always say you're not the same person. Once you go through that, like you, you're a different person. You have to let go of things, let go of control, learn to find things that are positive and, and not try to like, just fall into the darkness of the days. Cause that's what it is. It's like mm-hmm. a dark hole that you can't get out of. I mean, and there were t- plenty of times I just laid in bed and cried, cried, totally. you know, we were on one of the IVFs we did just the timing of it. We were going on a ski trip um, to where were we going? Austria, I think. And my doctor was like, just go, just take a home pregnancy test. I was like, Oh no, I have to have the blood test to go, Sarah, it will show up. If you are pregnant, this will show up. And, you know, I knew it in my heart and soul. It didn't work. And, you know, I took the test. It didn't work. It was negative, whatever. And my husband, Zach was like, all right, well, like, look where we are. Look at our life. Like Sarah, some people never get to experience this, like what we're doing. And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm staying in bed all day. I'm not, not going out. I'm not going skiing. I just want to like crumble up in bed. Yeah. you know, he said, okay, I'm going. And I think you need to come with me. He goes, I'm not going to make you do that. So he gets all ready and, and I'm in bed. I'm like, I'm mm -mm. like, I am so upset. I'm devastated. You know? And of course he gets downstairs and like 20 minutes later, I quickly call and I'm like, wait for me. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm coming. And, but it took all my strength to get my ass out of bed, put on my stuff and put on a face like, okay, Um, you know, and I remember going up and looking out at where we were and I was like, this is still pretty amazing. Like I've got to find the good here. Like I have to, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's so important, especially when you have the blinders on of going through all this stuff and it's just like, gotta have a baby, gotta have a baby. And then you forget that there, you know, it's, it's hard though. It's really hard to do that, to take a step back and try not to lose yourself. You know, it's, I think it's still something that, you know, everybody's working on that's going through this process. A hundred percent. I mean, and, and it's okay to do that. Like you can't help it. You really, you really can't. Um, but I think if you can get a glimpse of a moment, like, okay, pop out of it. And then, you know, it, because it goes in waves. It really, really does. Um, you know, we took breaks where we took time off, we went back to it and, and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. that's okay too. You know, I think you have to do what's right for you and what feels right. Um, but mm-hmm. I have friends that, that can't kind of get out of the darkness and they couldn't go to those baby showers. They, they couldn't be happy for right. anyone. And that's, that's okay too. That's it's okay. 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 To be like, don't beat yourself up over that. Like everybody feels differently and goes through the motions differently. Right. Um, you know, but that was just my experience. Yeah. I think it's important to just feel the feels, whatever they may be. And Mm -hmm. if that means, you know, you can't go to the baby shower or you don't feel happy for someone, that's okay. And I, you know, I think people need permission sometimes to feel because like as women, we're like, am I an asshole? I'm an asshole. You know, like I should be going to that baby shower and I should just be putting on a brave face. And I mean, brave is not even the right word, but that's what we do to ourselves. And sometimes you just need to be like, I need to do this for me and right. step away and not attend and maybe send a present or right. you know deal with it your own way so i think it's it's hard to socially go through this as well it is because you know it's sort of like when everybody's getting married right then it's like okay oh my god everybody's getting married like everybody's doing this everybody's having babies so it's hard it's it's really really hard but i think that no matter what the loss you know my doctor always said he's like sarah when it would fail he's like i want you to 
Cause I would always be like, all right, let's do it again. Let's do it. And he goes, no, he goes, you need to mourn this and like take a little time, you know, to just step back and like, let your body and like your mind like settle. I always thought it was good advice. Cause I just wanted to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I did take his advice and step back, we, I mean, sometimes we took like a year off cause I didn't have my first daughter till I was 37. Mm-hmm. It took that long. Um, cause I did need to take some breaks. And then during those breaks, it, it sort of repositioned me and, and gave me a glimpse of like, okay, there, there's a lot of good things happening in my life. I have, I'm surrounded by people that love me and I'm able to do some amazing things that if I had a baby, I probably wouldn't be able to do. So I really, I tried to kind of spin it that way. I think in my mind to just get myself out of baby, baby, baby all the time. Mm-hmm. Did you have people who were saying things to you that like were or were not helpful as you were oh, going God, through yeah. it? What oh, were some God. of the things? Yeah. I mean, you know, we would, I'll never forget this. Uh, my in-laws have a house in Florida and, you know, they, they knew and they were there, they were so supportive of, of us, but we would be down there and, you know, some of their friends would be like, Oh my God, why haven't you given them a grandchild yet? And I learned. This episode is brought to you by Vegamore. I'm always trying to do right by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off, but with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. With Vegamore, I am able to have noticeably thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Okay, so I got my box of Vegamore products and I've been using them all for the past month. The shampoo, the conditioner, the grow hair serum, the hair foam, the eyelash serum, the eyebrow serum. It's been about a month, like I said, and my hair really does feel stronger and thicker. Everything looks better. And the shampoo in particular, I have to say, smells really good. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily and my hair and scalp are feeling better than ever. Here's another cool thing. Vegamore has these great value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a time at great savings. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need. And fun fact, guys, Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. So here is the deal, my beautiful listeners. For a limited time, you can get 20% off your first order by going to vegamore.com slash infertileaf and using code infertileaf at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash infertileaf, code infertileaf to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash infertileaf, code infertileaf. Thanks, Vegamore. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. 
learned to get a pretty thick skin, but my mother-in-law like burst into tears mm-hmm. and like, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's okay. I was like, it, you know, what do you say? You know, like, you know, <laughs> what do you say? I'm trying. I know it's, it's yeah. my choice. You know, you and sometimes to- I did. Sometimes I got real snarky with people. I was like, what do you know? Like we are like, we're trying, we can't. And then, I mean, they feel awful and you feel bad because it's so not what they mean, but it's just like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I've learned, you don't say anything to any woman because maybe she can't get pregnant. She doesn't want kids. Like you right. just zip it. Just you never know what somebody's going it. through. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. And it's none of your business. It's none of your business of what people are going through in their personal life. Mm-hmm. For sure. Exactly. Uh, how is your husband doing through all this stuff? Did he have any times where he was, you know, feeling depressed or that yeah, you guys were not on the sad. same page? Yeah, he was, I think, ultimately sad that this was not working for us. But I, Zach is such a, how do I describe him? Like liver of life. Like he just mm-hmm. finds I love the that. good And is like, well, this is my life and I'm going to live it. And like, let's just go. And so that was hard for me sometimes though. Cause I'm like, don't you give a shit? Like, don't you care? Why are you not sitting here crying and laying in bed and being so depressed with me? And he's like, I'm not going to live my life like that, Sarah. He's like, I just Mm -hmm. can't. And so we did definitely disagreed on a lot of that sometimes. But Mm -hmm. I look, I think if both of us were in the depths of despair, it would have been bad for us, you know? Yeah. we're very similar people. So it was interesting that we were so opposite with that. You know, we're both really strong willed, have opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the whole baby making thing, um, no, he really, I know deep down he was really sad, but he just wasn't going to go there. Cause if he let himself go there, then I don't feel like he could, felt like he could lift me up and get me to where I needed to be in like that more positive place. So mm-hmm. he was definitely, he was definitely the positive force between the two mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. I was in the depths of darkness. <laughs> okay. So what happened after that first unsuccessful round? Well, we still had some frozen. So I was like, okay, people say it doesn't work on the first time. So I was really upset and shocked, but I was like, oh, we still have more frozen. Like, we're let's just put them in. Let's put them in. When that didn't work, I started thinking like, oh God, now we don't have any left. We have to do this again. Like we have so, to come up with twenty or thirty thousand more dollars right. to do. And now a brief word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Ritual. Ritual knows that it's basically impossible to get all the nutrients you need from your diet one hundred percent of the time. So they made a multivitamin that helps you focus on what's important, like filling key nutrient gaps to support foundational health. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is my go-to morning vitamin, and here's why. Ritual multivitamins are 100% made traceable with high-quality key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms so you can trust what you're putting in your body. Delayed release capsules are designed to dissolve later in the small intestine, an ideal place to absorb nutrients. They're non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen-free, and vegan. And you guys, they have this minty or citrus essence in every bottle to help keep things fresh. And you know what? It actually makes taking your multis every day enjoyable. So instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. The great news is that Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during your first month. 
Visit ritual.com slash to start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus or prenatal to your subscription today. And here's a quick caveat. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks, Ritual. So how many transfers did you do with the first round of embryos? Two. Two, Just, okay. Oh, yeah, so I had sorry. two eggs. I put two eggs in. They didn't work. And then I had one left over, and then that didn't work. And then the next round, I had only two. We put them both in. They didn't work. Then the next round, we had a few more. And that's when we did put two in and Evie worked. She finally mm-hmm. works. Um, okay. So you did like, transfer two? We did. Every so tell me about coming to that decision. I was like, let's just be one and done. Let's have twins. And I had to sign paperwork saying I understood what I was doing because the doctors were like, we recommend you put one. And I was like, nope, don't care. I mean, again, it just goes back to like, I think how impatient I was. I was like, if I can get two, you know, right now, I'll just go through it. I'll just, you know, get through having twins. I know it's going to be hard, but like, I've wanted these babies for so long, you know? And so, yeah, I just, it was never a question in my mind until after I had Ebby and then I put one in, (laughs) you know, because it's hard. It's, I, motherhood is hard. Like once you get there, it's not easy breezy. I definitely had postpartum. I thought it was going to be this like cakewalk and it wasn't, you know, but yeah, if I had two to put in, I was putting in two for sure. Okay. Can you tell me about when you found out that it had worked and you were pregnant with Evie? Yeah. So how much TMI can I get into here? There's no such thing as TMI on the show. So, So, yeah. So I always knew that, um, IUIs, IVFs failed because I would have like, not necessarily bleeding, but discharge, right. Of a certain color that I was like, "Mm, it didn't work. Cause I knew my period was like that Brown discharge. Okay. I know that's, it's gross. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Whoever. No, that's okay. We talk I'm about sure. this shit all the time. Yeah. I'm like, this is about. So gross. But so I knew every time, like whether I was trying to get pregnant or not, that's how my period, I knew it was coming. And so, um, a week into the two week wait, I went to the bathroom and I had that. And I mean, I called my doctor in hysterics. I mean, I have never been more hysterical. I don't know why I thought this one was going to work. And so, I mean, I was up in arms. I was, I think, cussing. I was pissed. I was like, I can't believe this. Like, oh my God. Like we just spent another $30,000. It didn't work. And they were like, calm down. And my nurse and everything, they were trying to talk me off the ledge. And again, I just went into a, a place where I was like, I no expectations. They were like, you need to wait another week. They're like, you were on like, let's just make this up. But day six. And sure enough, it was in implantation bleeding and it's just mm. pain. Um, so I always say all of those that I thought were signs, they're never signs. You really, you don't know till you know. And mm-hmm. I, my doctor called me and said, and I, he's just said, how are you doing? And I was, and I could tell by his voice because I knew the bad calls. So I knew this was not, I didn't know if it was like, okay, there's a little bit of a, sign of hope, you know, how like sometimes the numbers are low. It's not as high as they want them to be, whatever. But he's like, you're pregnant. And I mean, I just, I was like, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I started just screaming. I couldn't believe it. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I could yeah. not. 
And I immediately called Zach and he was screaming at work. And, you know, um, I called my mom and, you know, we were just in shock, complete shock. And they said, they're like, Sarah, when you called us so upset, we had a feeling because we knew what day you were on, what you were describing, that it was implantation, like leftover, just they're like, we had a pretty good feeling you were pregnant that day, but like, we're not going to tell you that. Like we can't say that to somebody. So yeah, so I was fully expecting this didn't work again. Here we are, um, but it worked, and she stuck. But only one stuck. That I never had twins with her, you know. And she's six and a half now. Okay. So, so did you have the anxiety of pregnancy after loss, and you know, after treatment and after infertility that so many of us have? Like it's it's a different pregnancy than if you were to just get pregnant on a whim without having gone through all this right like feeling like i was going to lose the baby yeah like were you able to relax once you were pregnant I, you with know, her i was and i don't know if i was just so naive yeah i i really i tried not to google things so i i tried not to go down the rabbit holes of like you know, I, I knew I needed to get to like 20 weeks, right? Like everyone's like, get to that 20 week mark. I was like, okay, but here's the thing too, for me. And I think this is why I never miscarried. I, this was the first time I was ever pregnant ever. So okay. I never experienced getting pregnant on my own right. with my UIs, IVFs, and then losing. Uh-huh. I just was never pregnant. And so I think for me, it was a little bit different because so many women would have a miscarriage and it's like, they had that glimpse of hope. Mm-hmm. I had no hope ever. Gotcha. Like I just like I couldn't believe I was actually pregnant. Yeah. So I think that's why I really didn't. I I yeah, was able, that makes sense. Yeah, but I will say, and I feel like guilty even saying this. Um, I didn't love being pregnant. Like I, and then I felt guilty for that. But totally. I totally. I'm glad you said that because I think that's really common as well. Yeah, I I really hated it. To be perfectly honest, I hated mm. that my body was changing. I mean, I felt like a crazy person. I mean, I was, uh, the hormones were just out of control, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and and I felt like I, because it took me so long to get here, I was like, I should be loving this. I should be embracing this. I was like, this sucks. Like, I'm tired. I can't sleep. Like, uh, this is uncomfortable. Um, you know, and up until the end, I was like, all right, girlfriend, it's time to exit mom's body now. <laughs> get out. Get out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So tell me, okay. Tell me about your story's not over after that, right? What happened next? Yeah. So I did definitely suffer from postpartum like a hundred percent. I, like I said, I thought I, it was going to be a cakewalk. I was like, she's going to sleep. She's going to do this. Like, I'm just going to, you know, and I, I own my own company, so I didn't take a maternity leave. So I was literally like on calls that next week, which was Mm -hmm. just silly of me. And I would never recommend it to anyone because I mean, you, you've just had a human exit your body. Your body is not the same. Your Mm -hmm. mind is not the same. The lack of sleep, the trying to breastfeed, all of that is intense. And so for a little while, I was really struggling to be honest, whether I wanted another baby or not. I just wasn't sure, but I felt the guilt of, oh my God, we have some frozen. Oh my God. I don't want her to be an only child. What do I do? What do I do? I mean, I went back and forth for quite some time and, you know, Zach and I had lots of conversations and, um, you know, ultimately I was like, I I definitely want to try again. I just want to see, you know, if it works, well, it failed again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, how could this be? And Zach was like, Sarah, 
it failed like a million times. Like, did you actually think it was just going to like work? I was like, yes. I was like, I act, I actually did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then, you know, I remember I put it in around Christmas time and I remember having, you know, drinks right before I put it in. And I was like, oh, yeah, questioning, oh my God, did this have anything to do with it? And, you know, it doesn't, but, you know, you just start to think about those things. And so then I put another one in like a month later and it failed again. So we had two more failed transfers after Evie. And I was just like, I threw my hands up. I was pissed. I was like, I'm done mm-hmm. with this. Like yeah. this is not meant to be like enough is enough. I am tired of my mental state. I'm tired of all the shots. I'm tired of all of it. And right. so I stopped. And then I guess come August, I was like, Oh, all right. I said, I will. Cause we had to make a decision whether to discard, like, what were, what are you doing with these embryos? Right. Like, cause they're all, they're frozen. We had a couple mm-hmm. left. And so I called Dr. Sasson. I said, look, I'm going to put one last one in, but I don't want to do any of the drugs. I want you to time my natural ovulation, put it in. If it works, it works. It's meant to be. If it doesn't, so be it. Then Mm -hmm. I am moving on. I am closing this chapter of my life and this is it. Well, it worked. Sure enough. Oh my Uh, gosh. Yep. So, and I, at that point, I have to tell you though, like I, I wasn't ecstatic. Like my husband was like, are you okay? I said, no, I had mentally prepared to end this chapter of our lives and to have Evie as an only child. And now this just threw a wrench in this. And I I went for a walk for like two hours and he was texting me like, are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I just need a moment because my mind was made up and I just did not think it was going to work again. Here we are. Um, You know, my mom came over and I looked, I go, I'm pregnant just like that. And she's like, Hey, like, how am I supposed to react to that? Like, this is not how I expected you to react or tell me. Right. Um, You know? And she goes, well, can I hug you? I was like, go hug Zach. I was like, I just am mentally like processing this right now. And she was like, look at Zach. She's like, Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. What was going through your mind on that walk? Like, what were you thinking? I mean, if I'm being honest, yeah, I was thinking, I, I was really just thinking this is not I hadn't planned on a second child at this point. And I was like, is this what I want? And I feel so guilty saying that out loud. Um, That's okay. I mean, thank you for sharing that. You're just being honest, you know? I I was, I was like, is this really what I want? And oh my God, here we are. And, you know, it took me a little time to accept it and that it was working. Cause then I was like, oh God, what if it, what if I do have a miscarriage or something like that? Um, I didn't want to get my hopes up that, okay, she's not going to be an only child, you know? So that's truly what I was thinking about. Um, you know, and I feel bad saying that because I know what the struggle is and I knew my struggles to get there. And so it was all kinds of emotions of guilt and like, why am I feeling this? I should be ecstatic, you know? And once we went in for the ultrasound and it was like real and setting in, it was like a whole nother emotion and it was exciting. Um, and we found out the gender. And so and I still, I actually still have it on my voicemail from three years ago. Um, oh my gosh. I, I, I won't, I won't get rid of it because that was the moment I just started to get really, really excited. And, you know, we got to find out early at like 10 weeks. So it's, it's just soon after you leave the 
uh, fertility clinic that we get to find out. So I think at that moment, I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is awesome. Like how lucky are we two little girls? They get to be sisters. My mom is a sister. I always wanted a sister. Sorry, Tommy, my brother. Um, <laughs> sorry, you know, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tommy. But yeah, so that, that was, I mean, and that's, that's just real life. I mean, I, I don't want to lie and, you know, say that I was all, it's so great. You know, I went through a lot of emotions with it for sure. For sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you like now that you've got your girls and you know, you're yeah. on this, the other side of this, what do you wish that you knew then that you know now about mm-hmm. going through infertility and treatment and all this stuff? Such a good question. Oh God. It's such a good question. There's so many different ways to answer it. Um, that I think you're going to be okay. You know, I mean, I could get emotional talking about it right now because it's um, it's really hard thing to go through. Um, you need a really good support system, but you're you are you're gonna be okay. I have found that women, we are I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, we're so strong, and um, this is not the end, and it doesn't define you. Um, you know, you're going to get there, whether whatever path it is, whatever course it turns out to be, it's okay. And let yourself, you know, go through the motions. And yeah, I mean, I I would say, you know, I, like I said, I was so impatient. um, But I think any, anybody that wants something so badly is going to feel that, you know, but I think talk about it, I think find the people that want to listen to you. And it's okay to be honest and be angry and be happy. And, and like I said, it's, it's okay to feel the guilt. It's okay to feel whatever you are feeling. Uh, you're completely entitled to that. Um, but I, I think talking about it and learning about it, like, I love the platforms that people have now, you know, I think it's amazing. Like doing mm-hmm. this, like, I wish so bad I would have had like social media. Wasn't that big. No, wasn't a part of it, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And totally. So- um, I, I, I mean, I see all the groups now. I'm like, these women are kick-ass and they share, they share so much. That's so real. That is so helpful, you know, because you do, you go down rabbit holes that aren't helpful. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. It's just a way to cut through all the bullshit. Like that's it why is. I started this podcast. That's why yeah. I, I co-founded fertility rally community right. because, I wish that I had that when I was going through it. And I see these women, you know, we were on a call with some of them last night and just the bonds that everybody has and just the lifelines. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so there's a bond like no other to with this whole world. You know, I know most people know it's, um, you know, they call everyone going through it like warriors and they, we all, it's like to endure putting your body and your mental health through what we do is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And then mm-hmm. you keep doing it and doing it. I mean, I did it for seven. Um, I did it for almost 10 years. Right. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to stop till I get what I want. Right. <laughs> so, well, one of the, yeah. that's one of the reasons you're a total badass. The other reason I want to talk about is milkmaid skin, which is uh, we were- yeah. So, you, I'm such a fan. I'm. It's so funny because you have these gorgeous headbands that you made in collaboration with glitter enthusiasts, our I friend know. Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Again, 
Another um, IVF for And I literally, yeah. like you sent me the headband and we gave them out to our Chicago Fertility Rally IRL people in their yeah. gift bags. And I had the headband on when we got on the call and I did, it was so authentic. I didn't even realize I was, and I'm like, oh, I wear mine all the time. Headband. I should put it on tonight. I'm wearing uh, your headband. It's so, funny. um, yeah. tell me about this line, the skincare line. And I also have to say, I'm obsessed with your exfoliating gel cleanser. And I just ran out. Yes. Hint, hint. We'll no, I'm just you. kidding. Yeah, we'll get you more. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes. You don't so... have to. I will purchase it. But um, I really do love it. And you've got a great moisturizer and a brightening eye yeah. cream and all this stuff. So tell me about the line and kind of, I know it does tie into your family building journey as well, right? Yeah, 100%. So I have a background in, in beauty. So I've worked with some beauty brands. So you know, after Zach and I realized like our family was complete, we really, I I was still very connected to my doctor and infertility and women going through this whole process. And so we wanted to start a foundation where we raise grants for people going through infertility that can't afford it. Cause we were, we were that couple in our early thirties. And so it's called fertility dreams foundation. And that's what we do. We raise money for people going through, um, infertility, but so great. it is. It's awesome. Um, you know, but on the whole collaboration with that was again, I, when I had Evie, she is fair skinned and, you know, because I was just obsessed with her skin and I wanted everything perfect with her. And so she would be scraping her face. The baby acne would be out of control. And everyone always told me, put breast milk on it. Breast milk is like liquid gold. It's like the youth elixir, throw it on everything. And so I totally. did. I literally would use breast, my breast milk on her face to clear up anything. And again, being did it work? The, yes, it was crazy. Like within like 24 hours and look, baby skin is baby skin, right? Everybody wants that young, juicy skin, but I, I would get a blemish or Zach would have a zit and we started using my breast milk on our own faces and I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is amazing. I, you know, you always hear what's in breast milk. It's like all these fatty acids, proteins, vitamins, which is incredible. And so again, being in the beauty industry, I was like, how is this not a thing? How has this never come across my desk? Like there's, you know, goat milk products, like there's cow milk products. There's all kinds of different versions, but nobody was talking about breast milk. And so I contacted a chemist and they were like, oh, email us your idea. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to have to get on the phone for this one. And so I said, look, I want to make breast milk skincare. (laughs) They were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I want to, I want to do that. They're like, okay, well, number one, you can't use real breast milk. Cause that's like not a thing. And I was like, okay, fine. Fair. Cause it's like, how am I going to even right? Like, I have to interject and say, I remember when we were first talking and I was like, so how do you get the actual breast milk? And oh, like, it's not, it's not yes, actual breast no milk. And I was breast like, milk oh, in our product. I mean, yes, let me preface that. So what we did was come up with a milk complex that mimics breast milk. So we have gotten all these ingredients that are full of fatty acids, probiotics, vitamins, minerals, everything that's in breast milk and put that into a clean skincare line called Milkmate Skin. And so we just launched it in May. We're super excited. And then, you know, a percentage of the sales go back to the foundation. So it's this whole entire like 360, you know, effect of just, again, family building, women coming together, supporting each other. Um, Jamie, who did the headband. So she actually, I, I have our, I'll hold this up. 
she her print is our packaging and so yeah, that's it's headband so cool. is. It, it's amazing and so again it, it's just women supporting each other it's skincare because i'm you know i'm not like a skincare guru i'm really not i i like minimal skincare i'm lazy i don't even wash my face every night which i shouldn't even admit but i don't <laughs> I so I wanted something easy that, that was going to work and that felt really good. And, yeah. you know, really just, again, it's a clean line. We have our milk drunk um, peptide moisturizer, which is amazing. It's nothing really has a fragrance to it. It's pretty, just smells kind of clean, you know, and then we did a milk boost eye cream, which has caffeine in it because I'm always tired and mm-hmm. anything to take away like my dark circles and make me look like I've had, you know, some actual sleep. And then again, the cleanser is probably one of my favorites too. Um, that's mm-hmm. just, a, again, a, a concoction that I wanted. I wanted something with like gel, but I needed to feel there's little exfoliating beads in there. If I do wash my face, I need to feel like I'm getting all the junk off of it. And so that's that's where we came up with that. But everything has our milk peptide complex in it, which again is mimicking that of breast milk. So you are giving your skin, you know, all of those minerals, fatty acids, everything to make yourself look and feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's so great. And I just was looking on your website for Fertility Dreams Foundation. Oh, You're yeah. having a gala in we November. Are. I want to come to it. Well, I'll oh talk my about gosh. it afterwards. I would love it. Um, I would love it. Yeah. So it's on Friday, November 10th. Yeah, I think Jamie yes. is coming this year. We had our first one last year. We didn't know what to expect. So we were trying to launch the skincare line and the foundation together. The skincare line wasn't ready. So I didn't want to hold up the foundation. So we had our first gal last year. We raised over $20,000. We were mm-hmm. able to grant um, a whole IVF to a family. They are pregnant. They are coming to this gala. Oh my God, how um, cool. Yeah, which is so amazing. Um, you know, we have already raised probably over $15,000 and the gala hasn't even already started. So we're, we're we're hoping to give away two IVFs by the end of this year, which That's is amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, we're super excited. It just feels good. And, you know, I think I try to tell everyone that I talk to, it, it, it just comes from like a wholehearted place of just knowing, knowing that you can't get pregnant naturally and then understanding the process and how much it costs to then do these procedures is so defeating sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you can't even focus and get your mind in the right spot of like getting your body healthy and in that space to do the procedure. Cause you're like, how am I going to pay for it? So if we can help a few families eliminate that, that's 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 so awesome. I mean, I have to say, and sorry to my loyal listeners who've heard this so many times, but my favorite thing is how these organizations and foundations and products and brands and companies come out of these journeys that we all go through. Like this wouldn't exist had you not gone through what you'd gone through. Well, exactly. And And that's what, when I was getting a little emotional earlier. Yeah. I just got the chills. (laughs) I know. Like what advice you have, this is a bit of a silver lining, right? Like I would have never created a skincare line. I would have never started a foundation like this if I hadn't gone through the trenches of not being able to get pregnant. Um, And I think it's just, it is, it's a silver lining of going through something pretty shitty, but coming out on the other side with a different perspective and, you know, being able to help people, I think it, it feels good. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, I really, I wouldn't change it. You know, if you ask me like, Oh, would you go back and change anything? I, I wouldn't, 
I think, you know, I love what we're doing. I love where we're at. And it, it's a whole lot of fun. I mean, I wish I was younger, but you know, whatever. That's why I did the skincare line. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check out Fertility Rally if you're looking for a safe space to land. This is the place that Blair Nelson and I co-founded. We mostly have support groups. That's kind of what we're known for these days. We have multiple support groups a week for various parts of your journey, as well as general infertility support groups as well. We have Rally Guys, too, once a month, which is for any guy going through assisted reproductive technology, same-sex couples, singles, partners, whatever works for you guys. We just want everybody to feel included and know that we get it and we are here for them and we are here to help you navigate it no matter what you're going through. So check out Fertility Rally on Instagram and our website, which is fertilityrally.com. We have more good stuff coming in the fall as well. And also, I just want to thank Sarah from Milkmaid Skin again. Check out her products. They're really cool. And I love what she's doing as well with Fertility Dreams Foundation. So thank you guys for listening. If you're going through a tough time, please know that you're not alone. My DMs are open. If you need anything, you can check me out on Infertile AF Stories. And if you don't mind spreading the word about this podcast to anybody who might be going through a hard time or loved ones who are trying to understand infertility better or assisted reproductive technology, please pass it on to them as well. All right. Talk to you guys soon.